What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Let's win a fantasy championship. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show on Thursday. We have eight AFC home games to take a look at today. Um, and actually seven AFC home games and a NFC home game. Jets at Seattle. My head is spinning over that game. I don't think there's an easy decision in that entire game, guys. Agree or disagree? Jets at Seattle, not, not a single easy decision. Garrett Wilson is an easy decision. Is he, though? Third best yes. against wide receivers. Yes, he's an easy decision. Whether, whether you think he's a number one or a number two, you're not benching Garrett Wilson with what he's done with every quarterback not named Zach Wilson. Okay, but you would bench DK? I think Marquise Goodwin's a pretty easy decision. (laughs) All right, Jets, Seahawks, Rams, Chargers, Denver, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Houston, Miami, New England, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, San Francisco at Las Vegas, no Derek Carr, Buffalo at Cincinnati on Monday night. That might be a pretty easy game uh, for fantasy purposes. But tough one tonight. With uh, big news on the Thursday night game, Tennessee and Dallas. Heath, well, we were talking off the air. Weird week. Weird week. Tough tough to rank. I don't envy you having to do rankings. Yeah. It's um, like I'm going to say something now, and then we'll bring it up again Sunday night and see if we feel more or less like this. But should we have just left championship games in week 16? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There's, there's so much dumb stuff that's going to happen this week that's already begun. With the, the car benching because they don't want him to get hurt and have to pay him next year. The Derrick Henry and the Titans sitting. Um, I would imagine we'll get more tomfoolery as the, as the couple of, next couple of days come. I, I think we ought to consider it. I think when you get to Sunday night, your answer might be a little different. But there's only one team that's sitting. There's no way people are doing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, there's two teams, the Raiders. No, no, no. I mean, there's no there's no way fantasy fantasy leagues are going to do that. Oh no, he was responding to me. Uh, the Raiders are they sitting? Pl- yeah, they. Right, 
I know they're a unique case. You know what? Fine, fine. Well, Ask it again. Sunday night. Car. Rappaport's tweet said other veterans will take a step back. So we'll find out. Yeah. All right. Well, they're going to take a step back as they're playing the 49ers. So it's not going to be a good day for them, most likely. We will talk about that game. I'll tell you, Jared Stidham has thrown 26.2% of his career passes to running backs. Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham, yeah. Uh, so Amir Abdul is going to have a big game then, huh? Sure. Let's talk about Thursday night first, Jamie, because Tennessee, Derrick Henry is listed as doubtful. They're, they've already ruled out four defensive starters. There are two more that are doubtful, so they're probably going to be without half their starting defense. And Derrick Henry. So what Start do you think? all, sit all. It's a very easy game to handicap. Uh, yeah, so easy to sit Titans, but what about Pollard? You know, Pollard's questionable. And then if he how, plays, you start him. How much is he even going to play, though? You just have to take the chance. If he's, I mean, look, you made it to your championship with Tony Pollard. If he's active, you play him. Okay, would you play unless, him over? unless we hear uh, you know something that he's going to be limited on a snap count, you know, and your and your team is loaded? Then I I get it, but I thought we'd already heard that that he's going to be limited. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I've heard is he's questionable. So, um, I like I what about what I'm talking about? What about a guy like Leonard Fournette or, or Ken Walker? Yeah, those guys Fournette. are easy to play over Pollard. Yeah, I totally get that. You Ken know, Walker uh, over Pollard. Uh. The fact that he missed practice on Wednesday, you can't take that chance. Right. Okay. Um, how about uh, Garrett Wilson or Tony Pollard? I mean, if, if the choice is that in PPR, I'd play Garrett Wilson. Um, but again, you're talking about, you know, very good players. So, you know, I, I mean, I, like, I think if it comes down to Tony Pollard or Tyler Algier, who's my start of the week, then, then that's a tough call. You know, if you're talking about Tony Pollard or Bam Knight, who could have a good game, but obviously it's been really bad the last two weeks. I'm going to play Pollard. Okay. Well, I guess we're starting Tony Pollard then, uh, most likely. Now, look, a lot of teams have great great rosters at this point, obviously, and hopefully great choices. And we'll find out more. Obviously, you know, we got a live stream at 2 o'clock, so you can join us there, youtube.com slash today. Hopefully, we get some type of report before that. If not, we'll be on Twitter or whatnot. We'll, uh, we'll get something. I mean, on, honestly, if he's going to be limited, your best case scenario is that they said him. So you know. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, Jamie Cordero, Pat, or sorry, Tyler Algier, the other one. Tyler Algier is apparently your start of the week. Tell us why you love Tyler Algier this week. Yeah, clearly he's been, you know, trending in the right direction for the Falcons. And, you know, you saw the playing time last week, you know, spike by comparison to Cordero Patterson. And Algier, uh, back-to-back weeks with at least 15 PPR points, 22 points, um, uh, in one of those games, and the the role in the passing game was fun to see. You know, four catches last week against Baltimore, and what 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 he did against Baltimore is really impressive because that run defense has been pretty special. Uh, the Cardinals' run defense is not uh, five games in a row with seventeen or more PPR points to running back for the season. It's like thirteen guys have gotten to at least fifteen PPR points. Um, it, it's it should be an, an easy opportunity for them to lean on him once again, and he comes through with a big performance. So uh, he'll he'll end up once I finish adjusting my rankings around fifteenth. Um, in, in non PPR, probably closer to, to 18 to 20 in, in full PPR. And so just love the setup for him this week. And not, not exactly the guy I thought I'd be saying to recommend in, uh, the championship week of your fantasy leagues, but it's, uh, it's been a nice two week climb for him uh, more than that. But you know, the last two weeks, the Ascension has been fun to watch and the matchup's great. Tyler Alger, would you start Algier or David Montgomery at the lions? Uh, I would start Alger. Okay. 
In non-PPR, full PPR probably still Montgomery. Heath. I, I don't want to just automatically say his his role in the passing game last week is is going to be replicated. Right. Right. Well, that's that's the danger. Obviously, is he's got the zero catch potential, but it was nice to see four last week. Okay, Heath, uh, what do you think? Uh, who do you love this week? Um, Travis Etienne. The Jags are apparently going to play all of their guys, according to Doug Peterson. The Texans are arguably the worst run defense in football, or maybe the best matchup for running backs, at least in football. And ETN has had a very good year that I think has been a little bit overshadowed because he's only scored four touchdowns. The Texans have given up more touchdowns to running backs than any other defense. I think he has a chance to get 20 touchdowns. He has a chance to get into the end zone at least once. He is a top 10 running back this week, and I've had a hard time finding top 10 running backs. Okay, he's, he's the one Jaguars star, you know, and and I'll say that with the, you know the guys you've been starting that makes me the most nervous from a playing time standpoint. Etn, wow. yeah, just because he can he can you know dealing with the foot injury. I mean, you can say the same about Lawrence with the toe injury. Um, if they have any semblance of a lead going into you know fourth quarter and he hasn't done anything by that point, they it could they could clearly pull. I'm with you. I mean, he's a top ten running back for me as well, but he's the one that just makes I feel the most nervous about him. Well, you guys don't I, – I don't know the rankings off the top of my head, but you don't have Kirk and Zay Jones ranked all that high, right? No. Uh, Kirk's around 20 and Jones like 26, 27. But yet you guys That's have – higher than me. You guys have Lawrence ranked pretty high. So I mean, as we saw last week, his legs and Evan Ingram got him to 18 points. 18 points. That's not good. Yeah, but if he gets – if he has another passing touchdown, which could go to Ingram as well, <laughs> that's that's a pretty good day. Adam, this week is awful. Um, like, it's, tell me, tell me the guys you want to rank as, as top eight quarterbacks. We could do that as well. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, it's um, he's a he's a top six or seven guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five for Jamie. Eight for Dave. And six for no. Uh, five for Heath. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I'm 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 gonna drop him a few spots again, just from the 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 concern of defensive touchdown. You know, wacky something and they start to pull back at some point. I think there are only three quarterbacks that I feel very confident in this week, and that would be Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. And then so got Three quarterbacks, eight running backs, and like nine wide receivers. Yeah, and then maybe, honestly, I wouldn't rank them fourth, but the, I feel like the one I have the most confidence in after that to at least be good is Jared Goff. I, I, Not Fields? I, no, I... I I just don't know how healthy he is. I'm, I'm, I'm more, it, you know, that's all about his foot. Um, if he's healthy, I think he's going to have a, a massive game, and I'll treat him as such. But uh, it's a tough I think he's week. Going for the record, not this week, but the last two games. The rushing record, yeah. Yeah. Okay, players to avoid. Jamie, who are you sitting? Uh, all Raiders. <laughs> I mean, uh, Devonte Adams and Darren Waller included, if you can. Um, that's in two receiver leagues for Adams. Uh, Waller's not going to be a top twelve tight end. Uh, it's just quarterback plus matchup. Not not good. And Heath? I think DeAndre Swift. Uh, it sounds like Jamal Williams is back, and so I have no clue if DeAndre Swift's going to have three key touches or 12. But, um, I mean, even last week when Jamal Williams left early, he had five. So I, I don't have any faith in DeAndre Swift, even in a great matchup. It is a great matchup. I think the uh, I think I said on Monday the uh, Bears are one of over the last five weeks. I think they're one of the five worst in yards before contact allowed to running backs. So running backs are just getting a big head start. We know the Lions are good at that. 
Do you remember DeAndre Swift's um, last game against the Bears? I don't. I was actually going to ask you about Jamal Williams, but no, I don't remember it. Six carries, six yards, mm. one touchdown. Oh, a touchdown. Okay. Yeah. That was during his stretch of nothing but touchdowns. Mm. All right. Well, we'll talk about that game tomorrow. Uh, you want to get into the NFL draft? Seems like a lot of teams right now would just like to get into the NFL draft. Check out our new podcast with Ryan Wilson and Rick Spielman. Rick Spielman, a former general manager, drafted Justin Jefferson, drafted Adrian Peterson, Dalvin Cook. Now he and Ryan Wilson have a brand new weekly NFL draft podcast called With the First Pick, uh, where they dive deep into mock drafts, prospect profiles, stock watch, and more. That's With the First Pick. Perfect time to start listening to that as we got uh, college football bowl games and the playoffs coming up. So With the First Pick, anywhere you listen to podcasts. I want to give a shout out. To a loyal listener, a dedicated listener, Anthony reached out to Dan Schneier the other day. I know you guys have been chatting, and even though uh, apparently you think that the cream is the best part of the Oreo, you're wrong about that, but we still love you, and thank you for listening, Anthony. Appreciate it. Our listener of the day. News and notes. Uh, Heath Cummings is probable to return. He's not on right now, but (laughs) he should be back. Um, okay. News and notes. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to start this week. Carson Wentz is going to start this week. Jared Stidham is going to start this week. And Colt McCoy is going to start this week. Okay, Jamie. So we look at all of the number one wide receivers on those teams. Tyreek Hill, let's say he's number one. After that, we've got Waddle, McLaurin, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins. How would you rank Waddle, McLaurin, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins? Full PBR. Sure. Hopkins, Waddle, McLaurin, Adams. Okay, and then you got Jalen Hurts missing practice. And according to ESPN's Dan Graziano, Hurts may not even be fully healthy for their first playoff game. I guess some people in the organization wondering uh, if he'll be able to, you know, he'll be able to play, but how effective he'll be in their first playoff game, which would be assuming that they get the bye. So I don't know. I mean, are you thinking he's going to miss this week? I think you have to assume that, you know, Nick Sirianni's talking a big game, understandably so. Uh, this game does have certainly s- s- playoff implications, but also franchise implications because if they win, they knock down the Saints one more spot to increase their draft pick. So that, I think, matters as well. But clearly, uh, as, as we've noted throughout the week, they want to make sure Jalen Hurts is healthy because they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So I would imagine that if he is in any way, shape, or form banged up, they can at least try and salvage next week's game if they need to, to lock up the one seed because they just need to win one more game. So if he's still 80%, 90%, 98%, they should sit him just to make sure 100% healthy, get him right next week, you get your game in before the bye, and then you hopefully have him for the playoffs. Okay, uh, Lamar Jackson mispractice. Are you guys expecting Tyler Huntley or Lamar Jackson this week? Huntley. Huntley. Aaron Rodgers mispracticed with a knee injury. He is expected to play. No. <laughs> uh, and Jacksonville will not rest its starters this week. Let, let me ask Texas. you this. Who would you rather see in the playoffs? The Commanders or the Packers? The Packers, obviously. I don't know if it's obvious. Well, the Commanders are so boring. I'm not saying they're bad or anything. They're just really boring. I'm going to say the Seahawks. Well, I'm going to say the Lions. That's, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I had them the Giants. <laughs> well, the Giants are in. No, they are not in. They are not they're in this week. They win, they're in. But uh, if they lose, they might see Jalen Hurts next week. And, uh, you know, 
It's a big game, obviously, this week against the Colts. Derrick Henry is doubtful. Tony Pollard, we'll talk about, we'll see, uh, you know, we ran through that. Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris were both limited. That game we'll talk about in a little bit. Miles Sanders mispracticed with a knee issue. A lot of guys mispracticed on Wednesday, so we're going to assume it's just a rest thing. Ken Walker, same thing. They're trying to keep him fresh because uh, he's dealing with the ankle. Aaron Jones was limited. That one's tough. Uh, would you guys start Tony Pollard if he plays tonight or a Packers running back? Um, Dylan Pollard Jones. Ooh. I'd start Pollard over both. Nick Chubb says he will play the last two games of the season. Latavius Murray mispractice. Alvin Kamara mispractice with a personal issue and a quad injury. Jamal Williams. Hey, what's that? He is. Hey, he's mad. He's mad. Is this? You think this is squeaky wheel or, uh, or just like wheels no, falling I off? He, I mean, you know, having having talked to him a handful of times, uh, he's a pretty honest guy, and I don't think he's kind of. He doesn't really play the uh, NFL coach speak game. So you ask him a question, I think he gives you. No, do you man. think he will get the squeaky wheel treatment, or do you think it just? Uh, no, I think his role is what it is. You know, I think they want to use other guys in, on third down opportunities, which is frustrating. But so he's but, mad because he wants fewer carries and more catches. I think he wants his role in third downs still. Yeah, I don't think he wants to come off the field. Yeah. Jamal Williams not on the injury report. Antonio Gibson. I mean, think, think about this team, for example. Questionable. He doesn't come off the field on the on the big play against the Bucks, and that's him catching the ball as opposed to an injured Mark Ingram. They may win the division. Why did Ingram fumble on that play? No, Ingram came up short. Oh, the yard short, a, a yard short, right? And he was sick about had it. Had a right. thirteen point comeback in three minutes. Yeah, and they're now a game behind the Panthers and the Bucks. Mm. Uh, Tyler Lockett sounds like he's trending in the right direction. So they're not committing to Tyler Lockett playing yet, but that would be a pretty big deal. Uh, Chris Olave was limited at practice. I can't imagine anyone's going to start him with confidence right now. Christian Watson mispracticed. Devontae Parker mispracticed. Miko Hardman is going to play. Did Miko Hardman crack your top 36 guys? No. Uh, we have not ranked him yet because they were trying to get him to play last week and they were trying to get him to play the week before and they were trying to get him to play the week before that. You know, So I think we'll wait until he's officially active. Okay. Uh, and Kendall Hinton practiced for the Broncos. Jerry Judy also left practice, but he returned. And I really hope, I don't think this would be the case, but I, I hope Kendall Hinton does not play and push Jerry Judy back into the slot. I think we want him on the outside at this point. I think it's all a gamble at this point. We have a new coach, a new play caller. Yeah. Um, Hayden Hurst could play this week. They got the Monday night game. We're not interested in him. Hunter Henry did practice. Jonu Smith did not practice here. Uh, would Hunter Henry be a streaming option if he plays and Jonu does not against the Dolphins? Great matchup. No. Deep leagues. Greg Dulcich mispractice and Noah Fant mispractice. On the offensive line, the Bucks could be getting some good news with Ryan Jensen, their center, eligible to return from IR. Doesn't mean he'll play this week, but it's a possibility. Uh, Green Bay left tackle David Bakhtiari was limited, and Minnesota center Garrett Bradbury missed practice. I believe he has missed three straight games. On defense, Titans are resting four defensive starters, probably going to be six key players. Um, so they're going to roll over against the Cowboys, it seems. The Raiders, big. Uh, this definitely helps Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Denzel Perryman, their starting linebacker, and Chandler Jones, starting uh, defensive end, are both on IR. The Giants, if you're looking to stream the Giants DST this week, 
Starting off the week with good news, Leonard Williams, Adoree Jackson, Aziz Ojolari, all key players, all injured, all limited. So I would expect Williams to play the other two questionable. Uh, I think they started off the week with good news watching that Monday night game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just... You know what? Look, I'm just very nervous about it. Just let me be nervous about what it. What are you nervous about? They need to win the game. If they don't win the game, they're probably not going to the playoffs. So they are bad enough to lose to any team on any week. Uh, Kenny Moore for the I Colts. I gave you a million dollars right now. You had to bet it on one team to win this week. Who would you bet it on? Oh. Kings 49ers. Cowboys. Kings Cowboys. What? <laughs> Chiefs. Yeah, or Eagles. <laughs> Even with Minshew. It's the Giants. Come on. Uh, well, Kenny Moore mispracticed for the Colts. They've been horrible since he got hurt. Uh, if you're in IDP leagues, check out Pete Warner. Pete Werner for the uh, Saints. He was limited in practice. Hopefully he can get back out there. And Marcus Lattimore was also, or Marshawn Lattimore was also, God, I misspelled both of their names, Lattimore and Werner. Uh, both limited, blah, blah, blah. New England cornerback Marcus Jones with the concussion protocol and Miami Edge Bradley Chubb mispractice, and we're going to take a break. When we come back, one question for each game, starting with that Jets-Seattle game, and we'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, Jet Seattle, I already asked this question earlier. It was, is there an easy lineup decision in this game? Jamie and Heath think Garrett Wilson is an easy lineup decision, so I will ask you, DK Metcalf? No, I will ask you, Geno Smith or Mike White? Geno for me. Uh, Mike White. I don't like Geno this week, even if Lockett plays. Okay. Heath, give me a 10-second answer why you're going with Geno over Mike White. Um, Well, I mean, as much as Geno has struggled lately, Mike White's had one good game out of three. And um, it is a road game for Mike White. It is still a, like the Seahawks are still just as much in the playoff hunt as the Jets. And so I think it'll be a very competitive game. And the Seahawks have been a little bit tough to pass on. It's easy to run on them. Yeah. Okay, Rams at Chargers. Would you start Cam Akers over the following players? DeAndre Swift, Rashad White, and Najee Harris. Uh, 1,000%, yes. Okay. Would you start him over Jarek McKinnon in, let's say, a half PPR league? Cam Akers or McKinnon? Akers. Akers. Oh. All right. Denver at Kansas City. Any interest? That sounded like a personal question. What? That sounded like a personal question. Why? 
that you needed that for your own lineups. Very specific. No, 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 no. I, I'm just going on to our next game, which has Jarek McKinnon in it. But Denver at Kansas City. Any interest in Cortland Sutton? Yes. Three receiver leagues, absolutely. Yeah, a little. Okay. Jerry Judy's a must-start in that game. Is any interest in Isaiah Pacheco? Non-PPR, yes. I, I think he's a, a low-end number two in both formats. Jacksonville at Houston. Travis Etienne is a must-start. How about Christian Kirk or Cam Akers? Akers. Um, definitely Akers in non and half. And full. Wow. All three. Okay. Um, Miami at New England. Ramondre Stevenson or Jalen Waddle? Who's a better flex? Ramondre. Does that mean you guys have full confidence in Ramondre Stevenson? Yes. Less if Harris is back, but currently, yes. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Who is the best running back in this game? Najee. Uh, Dobbins, just slightly. They're both low-end number twos. San Francisco at Las Vegas. Start, start all Niners, sit all Raiders? Yes. I'm not sitting Jacobs, unless we get another report. Oh, yeah, that's true. Start Jacobs. Are you sitting, are you starting Brandon Ayuk? Yes. He is, um, I think it's 145 yards away. I could be mistaken on that. Uh, from his first 1,000-yard season. And so I would imagine that's something they try to get him. Maybe get him this week in case they don't play next week. Must must start in three wide receiver leagues or if you have a flex. In a two wide receiver league without a flex, he's, he's borderline. I, I would agree 100%. I struggle with him and Devontae Adams. I would start Ayuk. How about Kirk or Ayuk? Kirk. Kirk. Yeah, Ayuk had something like a 50-yard catch and run last week. That was almost all of his production. Um, Purdy did not He look, will have three of those this week. Uh, I, hope, <laughs> I hope so. But Purdy did not look good throwing downfield you know he threw downfield a lot more than he usually does but he just doesn't have a good arm he had that great long touchdown pass to george kittle that he was throwing to somebody else <laughs> right right uh and buffalo at cincinnati bonanza and any interest in gabe davis or a bills running back and who wins three questions for this one game so one is it a bonanza two any interest in gabe davis or buffalo or a buffalo running back and three who wins sounds like four questions um, three and a half. Uh, yes, it's a bonanza. Uh, no interest in a Buffalo running back. Interest in Gabe Davis in the three receiver league, and Bills win. Ooh, you were so I, close. I agree with all that except I, I think Bengals win. Yeah, that's right. Heath is right. <laughs> Bengals win. I really was surprised I didn't get interrupted with the music. Oh yeah, no, yeah, we're going back to Dave this week. I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to have how to How is this not the game of the week? No, it can't be the game of the week. I just have to figure out a way to bring it up tomorrow. Okay. Hopefully there'll be some um, injury update or something. I, I am, it's, I'm very excited for this game. Monday Me night too. Football, island game. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I'm gonna, that, it's going to be the one game this week. Won't have to do any work, no notes, no nothing. I'm just going to sit down and watch the game, and I, I just can't wait. You're just taking Tuesday show off next week? No, I'll, I'll have my notes done before the game or after or after the game. I'm going to watch that one. I mean, I do all your notes for you. <laughs> no, that is not true. I do all the research on all the players um, for waiver wire. 
All right, let's go to the games. Here we go. I, this one is so interesting to me. I mean, I feel like this game is full of players I don't want to start with good matchups and players I do want to start with bad matchups. This is Jets at Seattle. And stat of the game number one, since week nine, the Seahawks have seen the third most rush attempts and allowed the seventh most rushing yards in the NFL. I believe this specifically to running backs. And they've had a bye in that stretch. So they've played fewer games than, than a number of teams. And yet they've seen the third most running back rush attempts and the seventh most rush, running back rushing yards in football. So this is really relevant, I think, Heath, because Mike White has been, his last two games, you know, on an efficiency basis, he's been awful against Minnesota and Buffalo. He's just thrown the ball a ton. So everybody's running on the Seahawks. Do you think the Jets can run the ball, will run the ball, or do you think they have another 44-plus pass attempt kind of game? I've got him projected for 40 pass attempts, so not quite 44. But um, I think they might have a little bit of success running the ball. Zonovan Knight's a sneaky type flex, but I don't like him as anything close to a must-start guy. Okay, Jamie, how do you see the Jets' offense playing out in this game at Seattle? I see them throwing. I mean, it's it's been a tough go for them running the ball. And yes, it's a it's an easy matchup, but I, I think you know you're talking about let's say. Team X that runs the ball well will get 100 yards from its running back. I think Jets probably are in the 60 to 70-yard range at most. But it's it's hard to figure that it might be one guy because they've been chopping it up so much between two and sometimes three guys, depending on how the score has gone the last couple of weeks. Now, you know, you can say it's been some tough matchups for Bam Knight. You can say the return of Michael Carter. But, you know, you look at the three games that he played with Mike White, his numbers were very solid. Yeah. And you hope that that's the case is that, A, better offensive production across the board B quarterback who throws to running backs is there. So I will buy back into Bam Knight to a much higher extent, but that still does not mean he is a must start guy. Like for example, I will start him over Deandre Swift. I will start him over uh, Deontay Foreman, who's obviously coming off a huge game. Um, I think there is uh, there's good enough bounce back potential here that you can trust it if you're stuck. So like I said before, when you asked about, you know, Pollard, even with this matchup and the potential of what Mike White has done for him, you tell me Pollard's starting, I'm starting him over Bam Knight. But yeah. I will start Knight over uh, potentially, if if there's still another limited practice for him, over Aaron Jones. I, I'm very concerned about Jones with this ankle injury, what he's done lately. And, and it has been a roller coaster ride in terms of running back rush attempts against the Seahawks. Last week, there were 20 for the Chiefs. Then you had Christian McCaffrey had 26. Um, Foreman and Hubbard combined for 35. Well, they've been doing that to almost everybody. Josh Jacobs had 33 in that stretch. Right. Um, like they've played some teams that that are prone to give their running backs a ton of rush attempts and are very good at running the ball. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, all right. So let's talk about Mike White here. And uh, you guys would start Goff over White, I assume. Yes. Yes. Dak over White. How about the struggling Justin Herbert or Mike White? Still Herbert. Still Herbert for me. The what like Minshew I struggle with with White. They're very very close, and I and I I'm a little bit nervous about Dak and White. I have them both on a roster. I'm going to start Dak, but I kind of want to start White. I may change my mind at the last minute tonight. <laughs> oh man! Um, all right, so you guys have him ahead of Brock Purdy and Daniel Jones, and for Jamie ahead of Geno Smith. For Heath, it's flipped. I so. do have him ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Jamie has Rogers eleven, White twelve. No, I just if you refresh, I, I made that switch this morning. 
just refreshed before we went on if, the air. If Watson plays, I will have Rodgers over White. Okay. Okay. All right, so Mike White is basically right around 12th. He's 11th or 12th for everyone. Um, and again, he's ahead of Geno Smith for Jamie. He's behind Geno Smith for Heath. Bam Knight, we just talked about. He's a flex. Obviously, it's a good opportunity here and some things going in his favor. Um, okay, I, so I we talked about it yesterday. We talked about it at the start of the show. I gave you reasons to, to fear Garrett Wilson. You guys have no fear. He's top 15 for both of you. He's top eight for Heath. You guys are starting Garrett Wilson. Fair enough. Um, Tyler Conklin against the best matchup in fantasy. Heath, the Seahawks allow the most fantasy points to tight ends. And Conklin does have seven and eight targets in his last two games with Mike White. He didn't do anything with them. Uh, Starter sit Conklin. Yeah, he is, I think, my favorite streaming option on the week. But I don't have a streamer inside my top 12 tight ends. And I'm trying to get away from Darren Waller, but I still don't think I would start Conklin over Darren Waller. So... You're probably going to need a touchdown to have a good day. He does not have more than 50 yards in a game since week eight, and he only has more than 34 yards in one of those games. There's a terrifying floor. Mm-hmm. And there's a terrifying floor, I think, with Darren Waller, too, because he's played about yep. 45% of the snaps in two games. Heath just told us that uh, that apparently they're they're going to scale back some of the veterans. We don't know who, but... Now, it could be the veterans they're going to scale back or the defensive players they put on IR right after they said right. they weren't going to play Carr anymore. So I don't... like They didn't... There was no specifics there. Okay. Uh, yeah, and Conklin is... Uh, looks like about 15th for Jamie. Conklin will be ahead of Waller for me. Okay. Waller is currently 12th, so you'll be moving him down. Uh, Mark Andrews or Tyler Conklin? Still Andrews. Andrews. All right, Heath, you're high on Geno Smith. You got him ninth. Jamie has him 15th. Dave has him 13th. Uh, let's have a Geno Smith discussion, guys. And obviously, Tyler Lockett's a big part of this, but go ahead, Heath. Make the case for Geno Smith. I think he still has a decent chance to get you to 275 yards and two touchdowns. He hasn't done that in the last two weeks, but one of those is against the 49ers. I'm not sure we should hold that much against him. Um, he had such a great stretch from week seven through week 14, multiple touchdown passes in all of those games, over 275 yards in four of those seven games. I just have a hard time completely going away from him over the last two games, especially with Pete Carroll talking about what an important revenge that game this is for both Gino and himself. <laughs> he said, he said that. Yes. They asked him about the revenge game for Gino Smith. And he said, don't forget. It's a revenge game for me too. No way. I, I think those fun. are his words, yes. He's fun. Yes. All right, Jamie, make the case against Geno Smith. I mean, this defense has been absolutely fantastic. Since week three, only one quarterback has gone over 20 fantasy points against them, which was Josh Allen twice. And in the second game when these two teams met, before Quentin Williams got hurt, they were crushing Josh Allen. So as good as Geno is, I, I think this team – is certainly reinvigorated with the quarterback. I'm going to guess they're wearing their Mike White shirts on the trip again, uh, going out to Seattle. And so I, I think they can contain this Seahawks passing attack. I think Geno's struggling right now, uh, which is unfortunate because he's had a great season. But, you know, you're seeing a lot of flaws. You're seeing a lot of flaws in his offensive line, too. And so I, I think the Jets can smell blood, and I think they'll take advantage of it. So, um, you know, you talk about hot quarterbacks that have faced the, the Jets, and, you know, Kirk Cousins was as hot as they got when they faced him. Um, they, they shut him down. 
you know, again, they contained Josh Allen. It was it was all with his legs, really, right. for the majority. It held him to 147 passing yards in the second meeting. You know, so I think he's it's it's going to be tough for Gino. You know, it's unfortunate. Yeah, Jared Goff too. I mean, thinking about what they did to him before the 51 yard Brock Wright right. reception. In their last seven games, the Jets have held Josh Allen twice, Trevor Simeon, Kirk Cousins to 205 or fewer yards. Uh, so Josh Allen twice and Kirk Cousins, none of them threw for more than 205 yards. That's that's crazy. Trevor Lawrence, you know, it's tough to really judge because the weather was so bad, but he had 20, 229 yards. He had a rushing touchdown. So it's tough, Heath. Uh, you know, it's it's the... You know, like, like, what's the difference between the 49ers game two weeks ago for Geno and the Jets game this week? I don't think the Jets' defense is as good as the 49ers' defense. Might have a better secondary, though. And also, it's like, I'm not, I don't think Gino is going to give you a 25 point game. I don't think there are 10 quarterbacks that are. The guys that I have ranked just behind Gino Smith are guys like Gardner Minshew and Mike White and Aaron Rodgers. Right. Okay. Um, what's your confidence level in Ken Walker, guys? Not very high, but you know he's going to get a lot of work. That's the plus. I would love it if DJ Dallas didn't play because what happened last week was a little frustrating. He's a number two running back as long as he's fully healthy. Yeah. Ken Walker ran 31 routes against the Niners and then 11 routes at Kansas City. It's just so unpredictable. You just don't know when he's going to catch passes. But 26 carries think, last week. I think his health is obviously something you got to take into account. You know, he's he's fighting through some some probably pretty painful ankle injury. Um, again, not practicing on Wednesday. You know, so you, you have to assume at this point he's playing. But... Who just knows? Who knows how fully functional he is? So Walker or Dobbins, Najee Harris, Walker, Walker, McKinnon or Walker, McKinnon, PPR, Walker for me. How about Camara? Camara. That may come down to like which one of those guys does more in practice over the next two days. Okay. Uh, how about DK Metcalf or Ken Walker? Uh, I'm I'm not a big DK Metcalf guy this week, so I would go Walker. Um, DK for me. I'm just starting DK. I mean, I'll start DK over him in PPR, but not in half. So this was my other stat of the game for this game. We're spending a lot of time on this game because I think it's the perhaps the most compelling fantasy game, just with the matchups. Um, let's take a look at the must-start wide receivers against the Jets, at least in my opinion, the guys who are must-starts. And there's only one that I think you could argue with, and it was Alan Lazard. He was more or less playing like a must-start. But um, earlier in the year, Amari Cooper— I'm going to go ahead and argue with that one. Yeah, fine. Amari Cooper <laughs> had a huge game in Week 2. Um, Jamar Chase had 29 yards and a touchdown. T. Higgins had 93 yards. That was in Week 3. But the first three weeks of the season, the Jets kind of struggled. After that— Tyreek Hill had 47 yards. That was with Skylar Thompson. Alan Lazard had a big game. Stephon Diggs had 93 yards. Justin Jefferson, 45 yards and a touchdown. Diggs, 3 for 37. St. Brown, 7 for 76. Christian Kirk, 3 for 22, you know, with the bad weather. So in my mind, they faced 10 must-start wide receivers. And he's, you don't put Judy in that category? No, not certainly not then. Not with Brett Rippon and Cortland Sutton. Um, in Heath's mind, he's removing Alan Lazard. Most of them got to at least thirteen. Eight of them got to at least thirteen PPR fantasy points. Um, not a lot of huge games in there, though. So I don't know. Over under fourteen PPR points for DK Metcalf in this game. 
I think that's a great number. That's basically what he got to against San Francisco. Yeah. I'd go slightly over, but I don't I agree. It's not a bad number. Okay. And the problem with Metcalf, though, is that he has been a guy who has struggled in the tougher matchups. He had 36 yards against Denver. He had 35 yards at San Francisco. Arizona is always a tough matchup for him. He was under 40 yards twice. He had 55 yards against San Francisco in the second matchup. So um, that's kind of been his thing. He has struggled against tougher cornerbacks and tougher matchups. And then how much does Tyler Lockett factor into this, guys? Like, Heath, how much would his presence impact your ranking of Metcalf? I would definitely lower Metcalf into the number two wide receiver range. It might be as simple as I'd take slightly over the 14 with without Lockett and slightly under with Lockett. And Jamie, how about you? I would put them right around the same spot. Uh, low or high 20s. So low end number two receivers. Okay. And uh, the Jets have not allowed a touchdown pass of 20 or more air yards since week six. And that is Tyler Lockett's specialty and Geno Smith's specialty. It's strength versus strength. So they'd be number two guys. Okay. Uh, you'd start Jerry Judy over them? Yep. Yes. I'm starting Judy over Metcalf without Lockett. So. All right. Okay. I think that pretty much sums up the game. Any, any interest in Noah Fant if he plays, which I assume he will? Touchdown or bust? I mean, you know, they've they've been a little leaky to tight ends lately, but I think it's somewhat fluky. You know, Knox was the first guy to score against them in the second matchup. Uh, Brock Wright had the 51-yard touchdown catch on the fourth down play. I think that caught them by surprise. And then Evan Ingram, who's just been torching everybody, got them on Thursday night. So I don't think Noah Fant is in the Evan Ingram range and even in the Dawson Knox range. Uh, how about the Tyler Conklin? Did you say Conklin or Fant? For me, it's Conklin. They are in the same range for me, though. They're both yes. around 15. Okay. I think if, you, if you're if you debating Noah Fant and you're concerned and Jawan Johnson's available, that's the Spider-Man meme. Let me just ask you one more Metcalf Lockett question. Uh, would you guys start DJ Moore against the Bucks uh, over the Seahawks guys? 1,000% yes. I would start DK over DJ Moore if Lockett's out. I would start DJ Moore over both if Lockett plays. Okie dokie. All right, our next game is the Rams and the Chargers. And I think, you know, a couple of tough calls here, maybe three, with uh, Akers and Herbert and Mike Williams, perhaps. But here's your not-going-to-lie kind of weak stat of the game. The Rams are averaging 16.9 running back carries per game in losses, but they have had 19 or more running back carries in three of their last four losses. Really, I just want to see how many carries Cam Akers can get. He had a bunch last week, but that's not... The, the typical thing there. So I asked you a bunch of Akers questions earlier. Jamie, it sounded like you were pretty high on him. Where do you come out on Cam Akers? Top 15 running back. You know, I think you got to buy into what he's done uh, over the last month. You know, four games with either 100 total yards or a touchdown. His numbers have popped with Baker Mayfield um, being used in the passing game clearly, which is nice to see. So figure two catches, maybe three. Figure an opportunity here with a uh, chance to run the ball. And I don't want to all of a sudden say that this Chargers run defense is fixed. So I think it's a good chance for Akers to have another solid game. I just wonder if with Akers and Higby, and he's a tough call too, I guess. Well, you guys are starting him, but um, with Akers and Higby, I just wonder if we're getting a little carried away based on what happened against the Broncos. You know, that was obviously you know, I, uh, arguably the best game of the season for the Rams 
the worst game that we've seen maybe any team play all season in the Broncos. Um, you, just, you usually just don't get that many carries from Cam Akers. You certainly don't get three touchdowns. And then Higby obviously had his best game. So, Heath, you know, could we go into this game overrating the Rams a little? Maybe overrating the Rams a little bit, but we saw Cam Akers with a 100-yard game before the week before that. He's played 75% of the snaps in each of the last two games. It's the first time in his career he's played 75% of the snaps in back-to-back games. I think he is fully healthy fully recovered and this chargers run defense gives up tons of like i know they didn't give up a lot of points to zach moss but he was still picking up five yards of carry on a pretty regular basis so i still expect they're going to have great success running against the chargers i think acres is a and and it's not like we have cam acres ranked as a top 12 running back mm-hmm. okay and Akers is averaging 4.6 yards per carry in his last six games. In his last two games, he has a 19-yard run and a 21-yard run. Those are his longest runs of the season. And he has five targets in his last two games, which is nice. That's nice. Which is So he's got that going for him. Start uh, Sit the Rams wide receivers and start Tyler Higby. I don't know if I overlooked this. I mean, maybe I overlooked this. I kind of poo-pooed Higby earlier in the week, but... Last week was his first game without Ben Skoranek, and I know that's not a huge deal, but it is sort of a short area target kind of guy. I don't know. Does that factor in at all? Like, is that a big I boost mean, for him? If you're looking for a white guy with an eight on his jersey across the middle, <laughs> there's only one of them now. Yeah. So that helps. I just like he's had such a disappointing season, and now he, he's you guys have him I don't, so high. I don't think that's fair. Like I think you have to remember Tyler Higby was like tight end twenty two in ADP. He's not. He's not had a, such a disappointing season. There were no expectations for Tyler. Well, for a guy who's, uh, if I look at the updated rankings, I mean, I think Jamie has him sixth this week. Yeah, he hasn't really been that. You know, Jamie's I mean, got him fifth. Well, I'd like, I mean, I'd like, again, you know, you're talking about what the what the tight end landscape has been. You know, and and to be fair, you know, you you say he's had a disappointing season. Uh, in the beginning of the season, he was a must start PPR guy. Yeah. You know, so he 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 certainly had that going for him, and then. Look, there's a quarterback change, and in in the quarterback change, Cup got hurt, Robinson got hurt. There's there's nobody really of of, of significance in this passing game, even the great Ben Skronik, that you know has prohibited Baker Mayfield from leaning on arguably the best pass catcher on the field for them. So it's not an easy matchup. You know, this is one of those teams, the Chargers, that uh, the numbers are a little skewed because when tight ends, the great tight ends have played them, they beat them up, right? Um, mostly Kelsey, but. Derwin James now banged up again, and you know I, I don't think you should count on a touchdown per se for Higby, even though he's got three in his last two games. But you should count on probably a hefty amount of targets and receptions. And so, you know, I, I think he's fairly safe at this point, knowing what the again the position like. If you tell me Andrews Waller Higby, the one that stands out to me is Higby. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right if now. Lamar Jackson plays, who would you start? No, obviously that changes things a little yeah. bit, but I probably still start Higby in PPR. You know, I mean, Andrews doesn't have a great history against Steelers. I just Higby had five targets two games ago. That's the thing. He, you know, he had eleven targets last week, but he only had five before. You also mentioned those. Skoranek would you rather games. start Jason yeah. Hill? No, I, I think I would actually put Higby seventh, maybe sixth. The only guy that <laughs> Jamie has behind him that I would disagree with is is Goddard. I definitely start Goddard over him. But again, you're talking about Goddard against a team that arguably is the best against tight ends all season. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me that much, but um, fair. No, it's I, I just was bringing it up. I just tight ends is so bad. It's even worse this week with Waller and Andrews being so unreliable. 
Heath, you're a little lower on Higby of ninth. It just comes down to, you know, at, and, you know, Heath has said this a few times, you know, how, how much this week is, is frustrating. For me, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm trusting hot hands at this point, you know, and, and Higby is so involved with Baker Mayfield. Like, why would you get away from that if that's the guy that's gotten you to this point to go a different direction? You know, so if, you, if you've been sitting Goddard and, or, or have Goddard and Higby and you want to go Goddard, you know, I'm not going to fight you. Um, but, you know, if, if you're talking about I picked up Higby because of Mark Andrews' struggles or now Darren Waller's situation, to me, that's an easy one. Like you've been the Dalton Schultz defender, are you? Would you go Dalton Schultz or Higby? I forgot about Dalton Schultz. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would go Dalton Schultz. I think I would go Dalton Schultz, and I would go Dalton Schultz. I'm just gonna stick with that. Are you gonna say Dalton Schultz is more likely to score a touchdown than Tyler Higby? Yes, I do think he is. Yeah. But do they have the same number of touchdowns this season. Um, I they do. They do. I still think he's much more likely because Dak Prescott is more likely to throw touchdowns than Baker Mayfield. But all right, starters at Justin Herbert. Two straight games with fewer than nine points. Starters at Herbert. I'm starting him. I got some questions about with Eckler banged up. There is there seed locked in? I don't um, think so. I, d- I don't think their seed is locked in, but De- they're definitely not, not. They're going to be somewhere between six and seven. Their they're seed is absolutely why they could be five. They're a game if behind the Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah, if the Ravens lose out and the Chargers, I don't know who would have the tiebreaker. But if the Ravens lose out, then the Ravens go to ten and seven, and the Chargers right yeah, now fi- are nine. And the six. five would be worth it. Yes, the five gets you the AFC South winner. Right. Um, God, I mean, they could lose to Jacksonville. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, look, Herbert, I think you got to understand what you're getting at this point. A lot of pass attempts, terrible red zone production. Uh, if he gets you two scores, you're going to be great. If he doesn't, you're looking at a game like last week. I, I do think one thing that's been overshadowed because he hasn't got into the end zone the last couple of weeks is since he's got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both on the field together, his efficiency in terms of yards per pass attempt, he was at like six and a half yards per attempt for the first 13 weeks of the season, which is awful. It's really bad. He's been seven and a half yards per attempt the last three weeks, basically. So I, things are better. They just haven't got into the end zone recently. Mm-hmm. Well, I say their last five touchdowns have been rushing touchdowns from one, 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 and three yards out. So it's just great for and it's Eckler. easier to score killing. against the Rams through the air than it is on the ground or has been this season. Yeah, it's just a matter of is that catch going to go down to the one yard line or is it going to get in the end zone? You know what's going to happen on the next play? You got to start Austin Eckler. I understand he's banged up, right? But let's just he got you got to start Eckler. Hundred percent. As long, yeah. I mean, as long as he plays. All right. Keenan, I think the, the thing with Herbert again, you know, to talk about some of these other guys, like I'm not jumping from Herbert to White or Minshew. Uh, Chargers wide receivers, Keenan Allen's obviously a must start here. Mike Williams, starter sit, guys. He has in 10 healthy games, he has five games with 11.6 or fewer PPR fantasy points and five games with 19 or more PPR fantasy points. That is so Mike Williams, starter sit. I would start him, but this is most likely where Ramsey goes and, you know, it could be very tough for him. So, again, it's a matter of who you have in comparison. So if you want to have a few of those conversations, we can, but... For the most part, I think you're probably starting Mike Williams for the potential upside. I would start DJ Moore over him. I'd start Christian Watson over him if he plays. Um, full PPR, 
I think I'd start Greg Dorch over him. Oh, I would start Mike wow. Williams over Devontae Adams and Mike Evans. Okay. I agree with all of that, except for Dorch, unless we knew for sure he's lined up in the slot and playing the same amount of snaps. Right. Okay, and then sit Gerald Everett, and the Chargers DST is, is startable for sure. All right, we'll take a break. We have uh, six games left, so we got to pick up the pace here. We will when we come back on Fantasy Football Today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Denver is at Kansas City. Okay. Do you want to start anyone other than Jerry Judy for the Broncos, Jamie? No. But I think Sutton in three receiver leagues, he's on the cusp. Give me a real quick thought on Latavius Murray, because Latavius Murray will get you around 10 PPR points most weeks, and last week obviously uh, was awful, but um, thoughts on Murray? Well, last week was a change because Chase Edmonds was there, so I think you have to factor in last week being awful, three guys now sharing the ball, uh, new new coach, so to me, Murray is kind of hands-off. So if, you, if you're desperate, you need a flex, go ahead, but you know, I, I just I don't want to trust it. Okay, well, just to clear up the usage in that game, Mac was a non-factor until like the final drive of the game. Um, Murray and Edmonds were basically splitting snaps in the first three quarters. Edmonds was the passing downs guy. Murray had almost all the carries, so probably Murray losing his catch potential, uh, but still will, based on last week, would be probably the, the, the ball carrier. But yeah, he's very unappealing. So Jerry Judy is uh, top 12 for you guys. And I don't have to really get that into it. He's just been awesome lately. In the last three games, he's ninth among wide receivers and targets, fifth in catches, sixth in yards, and second behind Justin Jefferson in catches that have gone for 16 or more yards. Start him. Sutton, we said earlier, is a number three guy. If Dulcich plays, Heath, would you consider Greg Dulcich? Yeah, absolutely. He'd be, uh, if, if he was played and cleared and... No question about his playing time. He would be a top 12 tight end for me. Definitely over Darren Waller, over Taysom Hill, um, in the Tyler Higby range. As far as the Chiefs go, do you think the Broncos' defense bounces back and is respectable in this game, or or is this just they're done? Uh, what does Russell Wilson do? He's decent. He's in the, you know, 230 yards and a touchdown or two. Doesn't turn it over twice in the first once, quarter? Just once. I think they're I think they're respectable then. <laughs> okay. I mean, they were down twenty-seven nothing before you blinked in this game, and then and Russell they Wilson almost won. <laughs> I, I yeah, this defense you can't trust them. No, I don't mean as a DST. I just mean like the game script and um, which Chiefs 
Which Chiefs are you no doubt about it starting? Mahomes and who else? Kelsey. Kelsey. No, oh, sorry, Kelsey, of course. How, no Juju? Like Juju's not a uh, no doubt about it? I mean, Juju had a good game against them the last time, but this has still been the strength of this defense, so he's in that uh, borderline range, of, for me at least, of DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, uh, Brandon Ayuk, you know, those guys where you, know, you, see, you see certainly some upside, but you also can see the flaws. Um, I'd probably say similar things about McKinnon just because, you know, you never know if it's going to be a, a minimal usage game, but I do think that they want to get him the record that he may or may not want, uh, which is to score a touchdown in five consecutive games. Be the first time anybody's done that since 1970. A running um, back scoring a receiving touchdown. Running back scoring. Receiving oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> running back, running back. Zeke's already crushed that record. Uh, no, okay. Running back running scoring, back a, scoring receiving a receiving touchdown. touchdown in five straight games. Gotcha. Um, okay, so Ju- just back to Juju real quick. Like he's had a couple of real stinkers in his last four games, but in those two games, Mahomes threw 27 and 28 times for 223 and 224 yards. When Mahomes has a regular game, Juju's almost a lock for 17 PPR points. So just want to say that, you know, I, I'm confident him as a number two guy. Sounds like you are too. Yeah, low end, low end start, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a must-start in a number three league, and he's a questionable guy in, in a two-wide receiver league. So, I don't know. McKinnon, McKinnon drives me crazy, but okay. I mean, look, the, the, you, you you said it before. The, the Chiefs are one of the teams you would say is a lock to win this week. Uh, I think at this point, assuming that that's the case, Mahomes is chasing the MVP right now, right? Not ch- he's, he's, he's trying to lock up the MVP. So, is this a pad-the-stats game for him? We're going to see just because I made the joke on HQ yesterday about how much the Chiefs like records, and they have done some things, especially with Kelsey, of trying to get him certain records at certain times. They've got all kinds of numbers and things they're chasing. Mahomes is probably unlikely, but like 750 yards away from the passing yards record. Kelsey has got a chance at his own tight end receiving yards record and his own, and the tight end catch record. And then McKinnon with the possible five straight receiving touchdowns record, if they know about that one. Um, so th- we'll find out. It could be a record-chasing game. What about Pacheco? He's the only guy we haven't talked about. Would you rather start Pacheco or Latavius Murray? Pacheco, for sure. That's not close. Pacheco or Tony Pollard? Unless, again, you get word that Pollard's really going to be limited. It's Pollard. Yeah. Pacheco or, as of right now, Aaron Jones? Jones, as long as he's okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. But Pacheco over Swift. Bam Knight or Pacheco? Who? Bam. Uh, I'll take Bam. I'll go Pacheco. All right. Mm, that's it. Uh, nope, DST. Kansas City's DST. Fourth for Jamie, 12th for Heath. Heath. Um, just, just to tie this in, and again, you'll have another conversation about this later. Uh, Tom Pelissaro said on the NFL Network that Tony Pollard is very much in doubt. Wow. Okay. Jacksonville's at Houston. Stat of the game. Justin Herbert, 25 points. Jalen Hurts, 23. Daniel Jones, 21. Patrick Mahomes, 36 points. Are the only quarterbacks to score more than 17 points against the Texans. They have held Justin Fields to four points. Trevor Lawrence to nine. Derek Carr to 15. Tua Tungabailoa to 17 when he left the game early. Deshaun Watson to 5. Dak Prescott to 15 fantasy points. Oh, you 
know, it's interesting. And uh, on the bright side, three of the last five quarterbacks to face the Texans have thrown 39 or more passes. So I asked you earlier, I know you guys are starting them, but Heath, starter sit Trevor Lawrence. I am starting Trevor Lawrence. I mean, we we don't have 12 quarterbacks we like. I'm not starting Gardner Minshew or, or Mike White over Trevor Lawrence. I'm starting him. Okay. So, like, if we're not getting away from Herbert after what he's done the last two weeks, we're, we're definitely not getting away from Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, you know, what I said about Higby. He's, he is as dialed in as a quarterback you'll find right now. He just looks so good. He does. And so using his legs, Peterson has just been fantastic. And you give, if, if they win the division, he's coach of the year. I don't care about what anybody else has done. To turn what Urban Meyer's disaster was into the playoff team, that's very, very impressive. Hmm. Coach of the year. All right. Well, they've got so many good. I guess I, I can't remember a year with so many good candidates like Shanahan with three different quarterbacks yep. to win that division. Sirianni could very well win it. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Dable. Sala. Dable. Dan Campbell with the Lions make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It is a good year. Yeah. All right. Hey, you're, you're, yeah. yeah nah, he's not going to win it, but he's done a good job. <laughs> well, he's not, but yeah, that's a good one, too. Steve O'Connell? Sure. <laughs> um, okay, so Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert, who would you guys rather start? Lawrence. Lawrence. Lawrence or Dak? Lawrence. Lawrence. Okay. ETN's a must start. Kirk is not a must start. And, well, if you look at the, the receivers that have actually done well against the Texans, it's always outside guys. They're amazing against slot receivers. They don't really get a lot of targets against slot receivers, but any thought to actually, like if you think, go back to the first time these teams played, it was Marvin Jones was the only one who had a good game and Ingram was solid too. So, so Juju was not playing in the slot against the Texans. I, all I know is the numbers they give up to players who start the play lined up in the slot to wide receivers lined up in the slot. They give up okay. the second fewest yards. So Juju, you know, Juju plays both spots, you know, he moves in and out. Right. But I think Kirk has a much higher slot percentage than Juju does. Anyway, just bringing that up. Any th- thoughts on the Jaguars receivers real quick? I mean, I, I think, you know, Kirk is, to me, a, a low-end number two in PPR and a borderline guy in non-PPR. And Zay Jones is not far behind him in both formats. Would you start Brandon Cooks in this game over either Kirk or Zay Jones? Not there yet. I would go Kirk Cooks Jones. Kirk Cooks Jones. Zay Jones has also a pretty simple formula. When Trevor Lawrence throws a lot, Zay Jones is awesome. When Lawrence throws like 31 or fewer pass attempts, Zay Jones does not do well. And teams usually don't throw much on on the Texans, but they are lately. Uh, Pete Prisco has talked about this a lot, that since the Jaguars have moved Darius Williams outside, their pass defense has been much better. Okay. Uh, So that's a Cooks thing. Evan Ingram is top four in non-PPR, top two in full PPR. Start him over everyone but Kelsey. Um, And that's it. (laughs) Wait, did we get that right, though? Because you wanted us to have Kittle second. I mean, I would put Kittle second, but that's fine. I th- maybe I'd put Ingram second in PPR because Kittle doesn't get a lot of targets. So I have it. Yeah. That was on Monday. I don't, I don't want you to yell at me, though. I'm going to yell at you. I never, when do I yell at you? It's been at least three years since I've yelled at you, I'd say. Three years? Probably. 
<laughs> what a good run. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Brandon Cooks, though, because the Jaguars, I guess, getting better, but they're 19th against receivers. Cooks had nine targets and a touchdown last week. Um, would you start Brandon Cooks or Jahan Dotson? Uh, I'll take Cooks in PPR, Dotson and none. I am going to go Cooks in both, but they are in, right in the same range. Mike Evans or Brandon Cooks? Cooks. I've got Evans higher. Bam Knight or Brandon Cooks? Cooks. Uh, I will take Bam Knight. Jaguars DST or Chiefs DST? One of those is playing Russell Wilson. One of them is playing Davis Mills. Davis Mills is better than Russell Wilson. <laughs> I I don't believe that Davis Mills is better than Russell Wilson. <laughs> I'm kidding. But you um, both have, I think you both I, I have am Chiefs. Chiefs DST. Yeah, I, Chiefs. yeah I, I've been uh, called out for not having Jacksonville's DST high enough, which means that Jacksonville's DST is going to be awful. <laughs> I would call you out for not having the Chiefs DST high enough, too. Yeah, well. You have them 12th? So, okay. All how right, many my, score, How many did they scored last time they played the Broncos? Yeah, probably not good. Well, they did have a touchdown. Did they? Yeah, that was how they got up 27 nothing. I think they had an interception. Okay. For yeah. a touchdown. So they probably did have a good game. Let's see. Yes, they had a huge game, actually. They had six sacks and a touchdown against the Broncos in week wow. 14. I'll move them up. All right, Miami at New England. Small sample size stat of the game. Jalen Waddell in two games with Teddy Bridgewater. Just the throws that Bridgewater made when he was on the field, because Bridgewater has not started a game. He's come in in relief twice. Uh, Waddell had one catch for 19 yards on two targets at the Bengals and three catches for 77 yards on seven targets against the Vikings. Uh, also, Waddle in his last six games overall has had a target share below 17% in three of the last six games. He's pretty big play dependent. Starters hit Jalen Waddle, guys. Uh, start him, but in that same low-end number two range. As Kirk and for you, Metcalf. Like Mike Met- Williams, Brandon Ayuk. He's better than those guys, but in that, in that range. I, I would start Garrett Wilson and Jerry Judy and DJ Moore over him if I had all four of those guys. Agreed. Oh, boy. Would you? Wow. He's Jalen Waddle. He had an 84 yard touchdown. I think there's a real chance there's a disaster. Like, Jalen, you just, I mean, Jalen Waddle without two has not been the same guy. And it's pretty limited, I, but yeah. I think there's, there's a real risk of this Dolphins team starting Teddy Bridgewater going into Foxborough just not really scoring. Dave likes Bridgewater this week. You guys are not feeling that, right? No. I think Dave's been kind of all over the place with Bridgewater because Tuesday morning when we discussed him, he was Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. And then on HQ, he was, I backed off my Teddy take. Okay, let's see where he has him. In his latest rankings, he is Bridgewater, oh, 18th. I think he was all the way up to 12 at one point. Okay, so nobody's that high on Bridgewater. And obviously the appeal of Bridgewater if you're in a two-quarterback league is, is the two wide receivers. You know, it doesn't take much for them to make a huge play for you, right? So hopefully. This is why the Dolphins have Teddy Bridgewater for this situation, you know, because he's proven backup, you know, proven starter in this league at times. And, you know, hopefully can can still get them to the playoffs. But yeah, as Heath said, there there's real potential for failure. You know, Tua's been great. Mike McDaniel's been amazing as a play caller. And you know, in the last month, you know, whether it's just teams figuring them out or or poor play or some offensive line, you know, injuries, Austin Jackson not being there at the right tackle spot. Um, it's been it's been a little bit of a disaster. So, you know, it seemed as if they were turning 
in the right direction against Buffalo. And then whether it was the concussion or just poor play last week, they took a huge step back in the second half. And now it's a backup quarterback on the road against Bill Belichick, you know, so you got to really take all those things into account. Are you sitting the Dolphins running backs? Yeah. I would like to, yeah. Are you sitting the entire Patriots passing game? I would like to, yeah. <laughs> Are you sitting uh, Mike Kosicki? Yep. Uh, so that no, this is the week. For Kosicki? Uh, he caught two touchdowns from Teddy Bridgewater earlier this year. So Maybe that's the case. Stevenson, we talked a lot about yesterday. Would you guys start Cam Akers or Ramondre Stevenson? Ramondre. Yeah. How about Leonard Fournette or Ramondre Stevenson? Fournette. Okay. And definitely, if Power doesn't play, definitely Zeke, right? Yes. Okay. So. Zeke is, Zeke is a top five guy if Power doesn't play. Yeah. Uh, Patriots wide receivers. Okay, that's it for this game, right? Yeah, that's it for this game. Oh, wait, how about the... You guys have the Patriots DST top five. Heath, you have them number one? Crazy. I just told you what I think could happen to the Dolphins. <laughs> number one? 49ers have got to be number one. Cowboys and Niners have to be one, two. Jamie's got it right. Dave's got it right. Heath, adjust the rankings. Cowboys and Niners have to be one, two. I will not. All right, fine. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. All right, stat of the game. I don't have bad stats of the game to this today. I'm sorry, everyone. I could look up a fun fact about Baltimore if people would prefer that. But running backs are averaging 3.2 yards per carry against the Ravens in seven games since they acquired Roquan Smith. However, however, last two games, Cleveland, 4.9 yards per carry. Tyler Algier, 4.1 yards per carry. So I don't know if that's anything. Uh, I'll say the most encouraging thing for Najee Harris going into this game is that before the Lamar Jackson injury, the Ravens were first, second, or third in terms of fewest running back carries per game. Almost no, almost no running backs would ever get more than 13 carries. But since then, you have had um, Nick Chubb, I think Latavius Murray, and Tyler Algier, all with a decent amount of carries, all with 14 or more carries. So they're, they're just not as good offensively. They don't possess the ball for as much. Uh, without Lamar Jackson. So anyway, Najee Harris, guys, I know it's a tough matchup. He did score against them last time he played. He had six catches last week. Jamie, uh, how do you feel about Najee? If you tell me right now he's going to be that involved in the passing game, then I have him ranked too low. But it's hard to figure because the three games prior to that, he was a non-factor in the passing game, including the first game against Baltimore. So I, I this feels like a 6-3, 9-6 type of game. And we have certainly seen Baltimore do that. You know, you referenced the Browns game. It was 13-3. Um, I just don't see a lot of points because these two defenses are so good. So um, for me, Najee Harris is a is a flex option. Yeah, I think he's a he's a poor man's version of Tyler Algier. He's not going to be as efficient. He doesn't have as good a matchup. They both had the one week spike in passing game, but you can't really count on that. So yeah, Algier's a low end number two, and and Najee's a more of a flex. Kenny Pickett has five games this season with 38 or more pass attempts. In those five games, Najee Harris has three, three, six, four, and six catches. So that's what it is. It's he doesn't. It's not like he played more on third down or anything like that. It's just he will catch right. more passes if Kenny Pickett throws a bunch of passes. And I don't think this is a huge pass right. volume game for Pickett because I don't think the Ravens are going to score that much. Right. The total in this game is 35. So who do you want to start in this game? No one. Shame. Absolutely no one. 
can't think of anyone that I want to start. Friarmuth? Maybe just because of his position, but it's it's just it's tough. It's really tough. You know, I mean, you know, Dobbins had the big game against them in the first meeting, but the last two weeks the Steelers run defense has been absolutely terrifying. You yeah. know, what they did to the Panthers, you know, so which Panthers offense was it or which Steelers defense is it? You know, I think you got to give the Steelers defense some credit because then they did the same thing against Josh Jacobs. Now, granted, you heard the complaints from Jacobs after the game that they got away from the run, but give the Steelers run defense some credit. And so I think just knowing what the offense looks like for Baltimore right now, where it feels like it's completely broken, Dobbins breaking off that 44-yard run, which he should have scored on, you know, probably normal J.K. Dobbins, but, you know, gets him down to the the inside the five, I forget where he, where he ended up, but, you know, punching it in, you know, play or two later, that... I don't want to say take that away and, you know, you're getting that because it's still an 80-yard day for him. But, you know, it's it's two guys splitting touches, which, you know, I got burned by it last week because Dobbins was my start of the week, that Edwards is, is still a significant factor. It could be him falling in the end zone this week. They both don't catch passes. The receiving cores are both in some tough spots based on the, the, the matchups that they're dealing with. So, yeah, I mean, this is an easy game to avoid if you can. Gus Edwards, by the way, is averaging 5.2 yards per carry this season. That is now all four seasons of his career between 5 and 5.3 yards per carry. And uh, the oh, Mark Andrews, I guess we definitely have to talk about. Which which tight end do you like better in this game? Friermuth right now. I think I have Andrews slightly higher, but they're low, both uh, low-end options, and I'd rather start Tyler Higby over both of them. How about Najoku at Washington? I don't like Njoku. Njoku very much. So you'd start those guys. Jamie would start yeah. Njoku over the steel over Fryermuth and Andrews. Yeah, I, I, I think Njoku's. You know, the first two games of Watson were, were certainly encouraging. Then he played Baltimore, and then he played in the snow. So, how about Dalton Schultz tonight? Uh, Schultz over Fryermuth and Andrews. Uh, these guys over Schultz. San Francisco is at Las Vegas. Stat of the game. Christian McCaffrey and Melvin Gordon. I said this yesterday. Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey and Melvin Gordon are the only running backs to score more than 13.4 PPR fantasy points against the Niners, and they have not allowed 60 you rushing yards. clarify that. Why? Because McCaffrey was not on the Niners when he did. Well, I think that's implied. Uh, no running back has rushed for 60 yards against San Francisco this year. I Oh, God. He's, oh, the, the, the floor is so low for Josh Jacobs. Where did you guys end up ranking him? Jamie, you can start. Uh, I, I am in the process of adjusting following the car news, so he will be probably closer to 20. Woo. Um, I hope that Stidham throws the ball to him still. Um, but it's just, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. If you're, if you're Jacobs at this point, do you even want to play? Because all you're doing is risking injury when you're going into free agency. Like, if, I, if I'm him, I'd be like, you know what, you're, you're sitting car. He's not coming to the building. I'm going to go play cards with him. Like, you know, good luck. I think it just depends on does he want the rushing title. <clears throat> and I, I don't – there's no way to know that. I will say, like, my only case for Jacobs is that if you look at the running backs against the 49ers as a whole, they've given up about 20 fantasy points per game to running backs over the last three weeks. They've given up about 17 per game to running backs over the last five weeks. Really? There are not that many running backs that touch the ball for the Raiders. Um, they're really giving up that many points over the last few weeks. Um, we had 17 fantasy points for the three Washington backs combined last week. Mm -hmm. We had 19 fantasy points for the two Seahawks. We had 23 fantasy points for the two Buccaneers. 
I mean, it, it should get, be noted that start all, all the Raiders running backs this week. It's not well, that's the difference, though. Josh Jacobs gets 90% of the team's rush attempts. Maybe. Yeah. But it's it really, okay, this is a PPR conversation because if you're not playing in a full PPR league, then it's even less appealing because a lot of that is just catches. Um, it's just really hard to get any yards on the ground against the Raiders. But, I mean, if you're in a PPR league, like I said, in his career, Stidham has thrown, I think, 61 passes or something, and he's completed about 52% of them, which is bad, but he's thrown 26% of his attempts to running backs. I have no idea if that's going to hold up, but you could easily see Josh Jacobs PPRing his way into a decent game. Uh, hard uh, to see him running he, his way, though. To your point, Keith, about the rushing title, the guy he's competing with is not playing this week. That's true. And that is who? Henry. Henry. Oh, Durr. Durr. <laughs> okay, Adams. Or Mike Evans. Adams. Evans. Wow. Adams or DJ Moore. 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 Adams or Tyler Algier. Whew. Uh, Tyler Algier. Algier for sure and non. I think I'd still go Adams and PPR. I mean, just think about this. Adams has 18 targets the last two games and has been miserable with Derek Carr. Yeah. Now he's got to go with Jared Stidham against the 49ers. Like, this this just feels absolutely awful. But you know what's weird? It's like the Niners have actually been really bad against receivers this year. They've been bad against receivers at times this year. They've also faced good quarterback play in some of those games. This could sure. be a, a total disaster. I mean... Total, total disaster. But last week, they gave up 77 yards and a touchdown to McLaurin, 76 yards and a touchdown to Dotson, 52 yards and a touchdown to Samuel. They weren't facing good quarterbacks last week. By comparison, yes, they were. I mean, maybe, but still. I mean, that's, what, 19 targets for those three guys and, like, 200 yards and three touchdowns. Um, I don't know. They've They've had their moments. They were great against the Seahawks. They gave up a 75-yard touchdown to Trent Sherfield. It just—it's weird. For as great as this defense is, giving up the six most fantasy points to wide receivers is a little weird. It's, what what did we see at times with Devontae Adams without Aaron Rodgers? Very very rare, but not good. Actually, actually, I don't. I think one game. Is that am I crazy? Oh no no okay okay okay. So one game last year with Jordan Love against the Chiefs, got a ton of targets, did nothing with it. But there was like the eight games, I don't know, six years ago, whatever the heck it was when Rodgers missed the last half of the season. And Adams was good. He was something like top 12, not, not elite, but he was good. And that was with, uh, gosh, who were their quarterbacks then? I don't know, scrubs. The Packers quarterbacks then when Rodgers missed? I wanted to say Brian Hoyer, but I don't think he was on that team. I remember. Um, Brett Hundley? Brett Hundley. That's what it was. I got the initials right. Yeah. Brian Hoyer. <laughs> All right. Brock Purdy. We haven't talked about him. Um, Brock Purdy is your third favorite streamer, right? Behind uh, White and Minshew in some order. Yep. Minshew White? Yep. Okay. Would you start Daniel Jones against the Colts or Brock Purdy at the Raiders? Jones. Jones. Purdy or... Um, how, uh, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Rodgers. Ooh, I got a good one. Tom Brady or Purdy? Purdy. Purdy. 
And then Brandon Ayuk is like a borderline number two guy, something like that. Yes, I, I think again, you know, it comes down to um, they clearly can still win next week, and Minnesota loses, and if Minnesota wins this week, but if they somehow uh, are not going to get the two seed, they may sit guys next week. The only way that's happening is is if they lose and Minnesota wins, right? The only way that week 17, the only way they're eliminated from the two seed is if they lose to the Raiders and Minnesota beats the uh, Packers. So, yeah, I guess that situation is not really relevant. But I I do think getting Ayuk to 1,000 yards is something that they will try to do. Okay. Um, Kittle is top four. You guys have Ingram ahead of him and Kelsey. And who would be the other one ahead of him? Hawkinson. Hawkinson, okay. Start the Niners DST. And sit Darren Waller if you can. We'll go to our last game here. It is Buffalo at Cincinnati. I mean, it's the best game of the week, but it's kind of an easy one for fantasy, right, Heath? Is there, are there any tough calls in this game? Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to start the running back for Buffalo, Devin Singletary, but I think in a flex conversation, he is a tough call. I think Gabe Davis, in a similar way, is a tough call. Um, and then... If Hayden Hurst is able to play, he might be kind of a... Dawson Knox is kind of a tough call. Knox is, yeah. How do you guys feel about Dawson Knox? On fire Again, lately. hot hand. And and you know what? I think... Look, I don't know if this is correlated, but I think you can make this case. Like Josh Allen, I've, I've laid it out. He is not throwing the ball deep nearly as much lately. Now, if you look at the, the A dot or the air yards for pass attempts, you wouldn't see that. But just in terms of... The take the top off the defense, 35-yard pass, air yard pass down the field or more, not happening as much as it was. And that could be benefiting Dawson Knox for sure. Um, also, since he hurt his elbow, like this is this is what's right? First nine games, um, you had 13 pass attempts of 35 or more air yards for Josh Allen. And those went for 440 yards and four touchdowns. Since he hurt his elbow... In six games, he's thrown seven passes of 30 or more air yards, only four passes of 35 or more air yards, and they've all been incomplete. So he has not completed a single deep ball, really, of 35 or more air yards since he hurt his elbow. I looked at all four of them. I would say two of them should have been caught. One of them, I don't know if you remember, Gabe Davis just wasn't looking up. But it is, a, it is a big difference. And Josh Allen just, he just, he hasn't been that good passing the ball since the elbow injury. Uh, it's benefited Dawson Knox, I think. By the way, which quarterback do you prefer in this game? Allen. Since week eight, Joe Burrow is QB four per game. Josh Allen is QB five. So uh, must start guys, even though Allen's getting it done with his leg, legs more than his arm. Uh, your confidence in Diggs this week? Still starting him. Yep. The opposite of the hot hand, but you, I'm not sitting him. Would you start Devin Singletary over a Dolphins running back? I would. Yes. Would you start Devin Singletary or Isaiah Pacheco? Pacheco. Pacheco. Yeah, the, it should be noted. The Bengals' run defense is nasty. Really, really good. And I can't wait for this game, and the Bengals are going to win. I already bet my $10 on it, so let's go. Best bet. Okay. Thanks, guys. Can't believe you mushed the Bengals. No, I didn't. We're good. Remember my best bet last week? It was an absolute lock. Eagles plus, Eagles plus six. No, Eagles plus six. And we just barely hung on to that one. Thank God I got it at plus six. Um, All right. uh, Have a good day, everybody. Talk to you at two o'clock for the live stream. Apparently, Heath is going to swing on by for a little bit. Looking forward to that. 
For Jamie and Heath and Thomas, I'm Adam. Let's go get a win. Good luck tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.